Now, please note what I'm sharing here is for educational purposes only and to make you aware of the problems with this zero day attack on Log4j. Make sure that you don't run old versions of the software because it can be manipulated and people can take control of your servers using the software as I'll demonstrate in this video. In this video, I'm gonna show you how to leverage the Log4j zero-day vulnerability to attack a Minecraft server and take control of that Minecraft server. Now, to make this easier, I've created two Python scripts. You can literally clone my GitHub, run two Python scripts, and you'll be able to rickroll people using the code on my GitHub page. There's also more advanced code, which allows you to take control of that server using Netcat reverse shells. I'd like to show you how dangerous the zero day vulnerability is. It requires no authentication to leverage. You can simply type a command into the chat window on a Minecraft server. And if that server is using a vulnerable version of log4j, you can take control of that server execute remote code or execute a reverse shell connection and take control of the server. Very, very scary. It's really, really important that you update your software so that you are no longer using old versions of Java, no longer using old versions of log4j. Now, some people have discovered that even later versions of Java are susceptible to this attack. So just updating your Java is not enough you need to make sure that your log4j software is up to date. This is what my topology looks like. I've got a Windows 11 computer running Minecraft over here. It's connected via Wi-Fi to my home router. I'm gonna be running a Minecraft client on my Mac. The Minecraft client is also connected to my home router via Wi-Fi. And what I can do as an example is start Minecraft. So if I connect to my local Minecraft server, I'll be able to enter a simple command in the chat on this Minecraft server that causes the Minecraft server to make a connection using LDAP to my hacking server on the internet, which then allows me to redirect that to malicious Java code, which then allows me to do things on the Minecraft server. Now, I really wanna thank John Hammond who created a video showing this attack. His video, however, shows you the process manually. There are a lot of steps to get this working. So to make this much easier, we've created two Python scripts, which you can get from my GitHub page. I'll show you in a moment how to do the full installation to get this to work. But in this example, my hacking server is hosted on Linode who are sponsoring this video. You can use my link below or the code David Bumble to get $100 so that you can run servers for free. This server costs $5 a month to run. I'll show you the whole process of setting this up in a moment, but for now, here's my Linode server, has IP address 139.162.246.75. What I'm gonna do here is start two simple Python scripts, Python 3, log4j, and the IP address of my server, and then I'll start another Python script, Python 3, jcomp pi server py. So all I need to do here is run two commands on my Python server to start this attack. The Python scripts will check if you've got the required software. If you don't have the required software on your Linux server, it will download that and install it, set all the settings and make sure that the code works. We're running two servers here, an LDAP server and an HTTP server. 
we need the LDAP server because that's how we're going to use this zero day attack on the Minecraft server. And we need a HTTP server to serve the malicious Java code. Okay, so I'm connecting to my Minecraft server from my Mac. The Minecraft client is running on the Apple M1 Mac mini in front of me and the server is running on a Windows VM on this Mac here. I'm connecting to that and all I'm gonna do is enter this command in the chat and we should see something happen on the Minecraft server. So what I'll do is show the connections to the hacking server so that you can see what happens. And in Minecraft, I'm gonna to connect to the server. You can see in the log that I've connected, I'll press T so that I can type something in the chat and I'll enter that command. So press enter. We can see the connections to the servers. We can see something happening on the server here. And there you go, I've been able to rickroll you. It actually opens up Chrome twice in this example. So for this attack to work, I'd need Chrome installed on the Minecraft server. This is just one example and I'll show you a reverse shell example in a moment. I'll go back to the client and I'll paste the command in the chat window once again. Something happens on the servers. Notice there's a connection to the LDAP server. There's a connection to the HTTP server. And there you go, I've been able to rickroll you once again. In this example, I got it to open up Chrome and go to a specific place on the internet, but I could get it to do all kinds of things. This is a very simple demonstration. Okay, so now let me show you a reverse shell. In this example, the hacking device is actually running locally within a VM. So on this Mac, I've got two VMs here. I've got my Windows VM, but I've also got a Kali or Kali Linux if you prefer VM. So I'll log into my Kali server. I've run my two Python scripts. Here's the first one that's running the HTTP server. You can see it's listening on port quadruple eight in this example. Here I've got the LDAP server listening on port 1389 and I've got a Netcat server listening on port 81. You can have a look at John's video if you wanna see how to set up a reverse shell connection in more detail. Okay, so in this example, I'm not connecting to this IP address on the internet. I'm gonna to connect to a local VM running on my Mac here, so my Kali virtual machine. But you could run this on the internet if you preferred, as I've demonstrated. Okay, so in the Minecraft chat, I'm gonna paste that command in. Rather than connecting to a server on the internet, I'm gonna to connect to the local server. So press enter, and what you'll notice now is rather than this showing Linux, it's actually showing C, users, David, desktop, paper. What's happened here is my client running on my Mac has sent a command to the server through chat. This initiated a connection to the LDAP server, connected to the HTTP server, ran some malicious Java code, initiated a connection to Netcat, which gives me a reverse shell connection to that server. So whatever I type now on my Linux server is going to affect that Minecraft server. So let's take a simple command such as who am I? And I'll paste that into the server. Notice I am win11test1, David. That's the user account that I've used to log into the Windows computer. Let's run a rickroll. 
So I'll paste that in. And on my Windows computer, I've been able to rickroll you once again. So I'll close that on the Windows server. And while that's visible, I'll run some commands such as Notepad just to make the point that I can run commands directly on the Windows server. So I'll paste that in. Notice Notepad has started on the Minecraft server. And let's start Windows Calculator as an example. So calc, and I'll paste that command in there. And what we should see is Calculator has started on Windows. So in this example, I've got remote control of this Minecraft server from my hacking Linux machine. I can send commands to the Minecraft server and get it to do all kinds of things. I could install a backdoor. I could install other malicious software on that server. I am controlling it from my Linux server, which once again could be hosted in the cloud. In this example, my server is hosted by Linode, but you could host it in AWS or Azure or somewhere else. Now to make this easier for you, I've got this running on my GitHub page. I'm gonna show you now how to set up a brand new server on Linode, how to clone the GitHub to that server and how to run these Python scripts to replicate what I've done now. So on my GitHub, I've got a log4j Minecraft. And in the readme, I have given you the commands. We are once again not encouraging or promoting illegal activities. This information is for educational purposes only. What you need to do is very simple. You need to clone the Git repository. You need to run two Python scripts and you'll be able to replicate what I've demonstrated here. My team and I have spent a lot of time putting this code together, taking the great work of John and others and putting it together in a simple Python script. So on Linode, I'm gonna to go to Linodes, which are my VMs. I'm gonna create a new Linode. I'm gonna specify in this example, Ubuntu 20.04 LTS. I'm going to run the server in the UK, but you could run it somewhere else. I'm going to use a shared CPU. I only need a small VM to run this attack. And I'm gonna click create a Linode. I need to specify a password. So I need to give it a name. So let's call this demo log4j. Specify my password and click create Linode. That will create the server. Now Linode makes this easy. You need to SSH to the server. So I'm gonna copy that. And what I'll do is exit out of my current Linode servers. So back on my Mac mini, I'm going to SSH to the server. I've got two separate SSH connections. Now as usual, I can't wait for this to start up. I need to wait a bit for that to start and then I'll be able to connect to the server. I'll paste my password in. On this side, paste my password in and I'm logged in. So at the moment, no files are installed. So from my GitHub page, all you need to do is copy this command. So git clone and paste that in. And what we'll have now is a directory called log for Minecraft. I'll go into that directory. And what you'll see is that there are two Python scripts. I'm gonna type Python three log for JPY and notice we are told that we need to specify the IP address of the server that we are using. 
So the IP address of the server is this one here. Going back to Linode, you can see that is the IP address of the server that I've just created. So I need to specify 139, 162, 203, 25 on my Python 3 log4j command. And what that will do now is connect to various repositories on the internet and download and install the relevant software. You need to say yes to install the software and that will now continue. While that's installing, I'll log into the second prompt that fails, so I'll log back in. Notice I'm logged in. Alice shows me I've got that directory. I'll go into that directory and what I'll do now is type Python 3 jcomp pyserver py. What that does is it compiles the Python code in the POC directory and starts a web server. So just to show you that, if I go into the POC directory, ls, what you'll see is we've got a class file and a Java file. The Java file is the uncompiled code. So if I look at that Java file, here is the code that's gonna be run. This output here is actually gonna start the Rickroll, but you could substitute that with Notepad or something else. So between these two quotes, you could replace that output with something like Notepad, and I'll demonstrate that in a moment. But let's run that script again because the other script has completed. You can see the server is listening on port 1389. On this side, I need to go back a directory and type Python 3 jcomp py server py. So the server is listening on port quadruple eight. LDAP is listening over there. My Minecraft server is running. And what I'll do now is go back to my game. Before I do that, I need my command. So in this example, I need to change the IP address of the server to 139.162.203.25. As you can see over here, so this is the IP address of my Linode server. So I'll copy that. So in Minecraft, back to the game, press T, press Control V. Now I might need to start that Minecraft server again because of the reverse shell. So in Kali, let me break that reverse shell. So I'll close that reverse shell down and I'll start the Minecraft server again. Basically my reverse shell was controlling the server so things weren't working properly. So I'll start the Minecraft server again, connect to the Minecraft server from my client press T and I'll paste the command in. So that's the command, paste that in. What we should see is a connection to the LDAP server, connection to the HTTP server, and then something should happen. Assuming that I've done it right, there you go. Something happened there, you can see something's happening on the Minecraft server. And there you go, on my brand new Linode server, so the one that I've just created, I showed you how to create a new server on Linode. I showed you how to clone my GitHub page and I showed you how easy it was to do this attack by just running two simple Python scripts on the new server that I created. 
Hopefully you enjoyed this video. Hopefully it made you aware of the vulnerability with Log4j and why it's important to update your systems. If you did enjoy this video, please like it. Please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel and clicking on the bell to get notifications. That really does help me with the YouTube robots and it also helps you as you know when I upload new content to my YouTube channel. I'm David Bombal and I want to wish you all the very best.